0: Welcome to Hawaii, the state of clean energy. I'm your host, Mitch Ewan. Our underwriter is the Hawaii Energy Policy Forum, and that's a program of the Hawaii Natural Energy Institute. I'm very pleased to welcome my good friend and our guest, Riley Saito, of the County of Hawaii R&D Department. And he's gonna tell us about the Big Island Hydrogen Shot. So Riley, welcome to the show. And let's start off by telling us about the U.S. Department of Energy and the hydrogen shot and how the county became involved.
1: Well, the U.S. Department of Energy issued an RFI regarding hydrogen and how to advance the production and use distribution of hydrogen worldwide. And uh, we took a look at because we're leaning forward, you know, toward hydrogen with the project with HNEI we took a look at the questions and the information that they're looking for and felt we had a pretty good uh, content and to answer those questions as we were moving along in that direction down that path. And uh, so we worked with HNEI with Mitch and uh, submitted a uh, response in early July and evidently a little island state in the middle of the Pacific Ocean <laughs> caught their eye. and. Uh, they then invited us to be on a panel at the Hydrogen Shot Summit on September 1st to actually present our approach in, to hydrogen and how we can actually move it forward and scale it and be economically viable.
0: Well, that was great, and you were down selected from like over 200, 250 submissions, I think, and, this was uh, international and went worldwide, correct? Right, yeah. And what really time? really interesting. <laughs> was it? And what time was it? <laughs> Five in the morning. There you go, you see what we do? So uh, Riley, uh, we're very uh, privileged to have a, your slide deck, which is uh, we can use for this show. You can uh, take us through your presentation and uh, elucidate us on the hydrogen shot for the state of Hawaii and for the county of Hawaii. So let's uh, pull up the first slide, which is a title slide, but it's one of my favorite pictures because it's our HNEI hydrogen station at Nelha. So over to you, Riley.
1: Yes, so this picture is a it's not a concept drawing. It's a real picture. The hydrogen production station is up and and operational. Not only does it produce hydrogen, it dispenses the hydrogen at Nelha. On the Kona side of the island, and so we are. We we have what I'll refer to as the chicken right now, and um, you can go on to the next slide. So, just a quick background on Hawaii County. It, it, you know, I provided this because you know it's an international uh, conference, and not everyone really understands Hawaii County versus Hawaii State versus Hawaii in general and where it is. And then policies of the framework that, uh, that enables us to advance toward a hydrogen economy. Why hydrogen and what the next steps are? Next slide. So, Hawaii County, big island, and this might be very informative for many people in the state. It's uh, Hawaii County's 4,000 square miles with an average elevation of 3,800 feet, a population of over, just slightly over 200,000. Now, the median household income is fifty-seven thousand, approximately fifty-seven thousand for Hawaii Island, and the state average is eight thousand. So you have more than fifty-five percent of the current census data. Uh, I've updated that since, but fifty-five percent of the island households are either Alice, which is asset limited, income constrained, but employed, or in poverty. And so this really is uh, an important profile of our community that we need to serve. Next slide. So the interesting fact, we have 200,000 200, people and we have 200,000 registered vehicles. So every man, woman, child, baby in the store has a vehicle registered. But <laughs> <laughs> so what that leads is to an annual cost of ownership the financial burden of ownership of vehicle, which is about $8,000 a year, which results in spending on vehicle ownership of $1.7 billion a year. And that's just for our I. Next slide. Now I bring this in climate and environmental justice piece of this because in transportation, it is the largest percentage of greenhouse gas emissions. Partially because of the size of the island, partially because the workforce is far from, located far from the actual workplace. Over 37% of the population travels more than 50 miles one way to get to work. Wow, that's and huge. They, and so you, it results in a high level of greenhouse gas emissions related to transportation. And it, I think Oahu is more like 37%. I think nationally, it's like 26%. We're over 50%. Next slide. So we have a framework that has enabled us to uh, move forward. It started way like in 2006, I think with HRS 19610. You actually go to the the language, it, it points to, Hawaii Island transforming to a hydrogen economy by the year 2020. And we're not there yet, we're working on it. We're pretty close. (laughs) We're we're towing the water. And then the game-changing pivot pivot toward advancing, accelerating this process in transportation is uh, June of last year, HRS 3642 was uh, put into place, executed. into statute, which allows the third-party financing for for vehicles, vehicle fleets, fueling and charging infrastructure. And so this really sets it up where government agencies, I think 16 government agencies are allowed to actually utilize this transportation as a service or mobility as a service. And I'm sure some of you have, heard about the Department of Transportation, 50, 45, 50 Teslas coming in, and that's a result of this statute. And currently, uh, Hawaii County is working on a much broader, long-term 10-year, 12-year rollout of replacing our vehicle, utilizing this statute.
0: So how, and, how does it work, Riley? Well,
1: the uh, let's say you have a, uh, a bus fleet or a vehicle fleet right. and the third-party financier sustainability partners they they own they maintain and in some cases they will insure the vehicles and the vehicles themselves are um they're compensated back to the financier on a per vehicle mile basis so as long as the vehicle is rolling every day there's a payment to sustainability partners so the vehicle has to keep rolling so that's why sustainability partners uh, has an interest in the maintenance now it not only includes the vehicles but includes the fueling and charging infrastructure so that you can actually transform say a base yard to zero emissions and, and install photovoltaics and batteries and Uh, fuel cell generators, powered by photovoltaics, and all through sustainability partners of capital, and pay for it over a 10 to 20 year period. So in the case of, uh, but you're getting it year one, with no capital infusion, but you have the use of the vehicle and clean energy transformation occurring immediately and being paid for over 10 to 20 years.
0: So you can make giant leap, uh, leap forwards with this. So like, traditionally you were acquiring, let's look at buses, for example, like you'd buy one or two buses a year if if the budget was good, if the budget wasn't so good, you might uh, delay buying a bus for a couple of years. And uh, that's kind of how the big island bus kind of, you know, spiraled in a little bit to where, you know, we have a limited number of buses. Um, but this, this program, as I understand it, can allow you to make that giant leap. So technically, you could, you could put in an order for 40 buses, could you not? Right. And that, that's what we're developing
1: right now, down to the model number of what our current fleet is. According to FDA regulations, you have to maintain ownership of that grant-funded vehicle for X amount of years or X amount of months. So we have them analyze by model, make and model what year they retire. And so we can actually model, uh, make an offer for 40 buses or, or 40 buses replaced over seven year period based on the retirement of the assets that we currently, have. Got it. and that, that is what we're doing right now.
0: So talk to us a little bit, I'm not sure, uh, talk to us a little bit about your ideas for uh, producing hydrogen if, if, if some of these buses um, are actually hydrogen buses. So what's the kind of concept you have? I call it uh,
1: taking advantage of previously bad behavior now now becoming uh, actually a blessing in disguise. So with uh, one example, the land, uh, landfill gas from west Hawaii and east Hawaii could be converted using the heat energy from the landfill gas to produce electricity that could produce hydrogen. And so currently we flare in the West Hawaii landfill approximately 270 cubic feet of gas per minute. That's 24 hours a day. And there's a lot of heat going wasted, but it's EPA compliant. We have a gold star from EPA no variations from from the law the statute we're we're right on because flaring the methane reduces the carbon output by 28 times so the epa says great great job now if we take that and we use that that gas for operating a landfill gas generator you can produce enough energy to produce uh use produce produce enough electricity to produce a thousand kilograms of hydrogen per day. Now a bus gets about 10, 12 miles per kilogram. So you're talking about twelve thousand bus miles a day, which can or about 3 million, 3.5 million bus miles a year. And that is uh would cover the entire fleet operating on its current uh Designated routes and schedules. So from the landfill gas, which we're flaring, all that energy is wasted right now. We capture that, convert it to fuel for the fleet. And the same, the um the hilo landfill is, is leaching methane. According to EPA standards, it's capped, it's unlined, but the methane there are in the liner, the capping liner, they're there tubes that allow the methane to escape based on the, the metric tons of biomass that is in that landfill for 30 years, it'll, it'll keep, um, I'll call it burping, but <laughs> it, it burps the gas. Right. So we, we would install a gas capture system, an active one, and then convert that gas to electricity. And that's, that could run probably uh, Estimates a 1.6 megawatt generator, uptime 90%, 365 days a year. Wow. And that could produce 2.1 million bus miles. Wow. So now we can we have the bus miles actually covered by the Westway landfill. We can now power all the tractor trailer trucks that we use to haul our trash to the landfill. Right. Right. Okay. So that's the type of uh, and that's the type of things that uh, we're, we're looking yeah. at.
0: So uh, let's talk a little bit about capital utilization. So traditionally, I think you worked out some statistics that uh, we only use the vehicles like maybe thirty-three percent, thirty-five percent of the time, and the rest of the time they're parked. So how can we make better use of that capital that's now being supplied, or the capital is being supplied by? Uh, sustainability partners, you want to comment on that? Yeah, ideally, and this is a lot more complicated,
1: but it, it serves our community in the right way. So if we take the county fleet and we have our diversified locations in which they're parked overnight and our weekends and holidays, that those vehicles are available and provide access to mobility for our low income families. Either through some type of a subsidy and or uh, the vehicle would be shared use. right now there's like 116, 117 days out of the year, weekends and holidays that the vehicles would not be used. and from 5 p.m to 7 a.m, Monday through Friday. All right So that you know is uh, uh, something like 30% of the time where it's the vehicles are idle. And so right now, what we're looking at is improving the utilization of the vehicles, even through Monday through Friday, by sharing the use amongst the departments, but, uh, and also having it available for, uh, accessibility to mobility for our community. Mm-hmm. Now they, uh, the, uh, other. Way possibly it could be funded is through public charging at the county charging systems throughout, you know, pools, parks, tennis courts, things. We, we would uh, stand up uh, refueling renewable energy systems that charge our vehicles Monday through Friday, but at night. Um, uh, but on um, weekends and holidays, when the other uh, activities are occurring with the vehicle, they're not charging. And so the public could actually use the charging space.
0: That's really cool. So uh, talk, uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, how this is being funded by the county. You know, I mean, sustainability partners has to be paid. I mean, this is not free. So how do we go about paying for that and what gives us the confidence to enter in that kind of a you know, financial arrangement with uh, sustainability partners?
1: Well, the
0: key, Is that um,
1: the arrangement with sustainability sustainability partners actually saves money? So you're not exposing, you're mitigating future risk of oil prices going up. Like I just checked today, uh, diesel fuel uh, per gallon in September was uh, $3.10. Today, in October, it went up to $3.39. A gallon, yeah, and that's without fuel tax, because we're a government. So we're getting it at a lower price because we're not paying tax to ourselves. But and so it gives you that uh, if we put in the infrastructure, it's from a renewable source. Energy is produced on island, consumed on island, pretty much at the point of production. So you have very little infrastructure of moving energy molecules, like you do having an oil freighter come from Indonesia to be refined in Honolulu and shipped to Hilo, then truck. Right. So that all of that provides a, a margin of saving. So as far as funding, it should not uh, it should not increase what you already are providing in resources but actually you should lower it and stabilize it.
0: Well, how about the uh, half a percent of uh, GET that was applied um, to the uh, counties now to emulate or or copy or bring us into line with what's going on in Oahu where they're charging a half a percent that goes to the rail system. How, How does that factor into the big island? Well, portion, you portion know, of that is going
1: to mesh transit. But if we did nothing, if we just forget about all of this, right. it would go to um, diesel buses. Right. And have yourself exposed to you know, fossil fuel prices and uh, you know, higher maintenance costs because of the you know, 3,000 moving parts in a bus. <laughs> right. And, and replace your... your- See, and, and the, without sustainability partners, see, that allows you to actually map that out, uh, 40 buses, 50 buses, with the, the the actual Federal Transit Authority grant program. There's really three or four buses a year that possibly you would get a grant for. Yeah. Or, or two or three zero-emissions bus. And so... By the time we would get to the optimal 57 buses, zero emission, it would be, I don't know what year. <laughs> yeah. 24 years or something. And then you're disposing buses behind that, right? So it's like, yeah. yeah
0: perfect. So all this is uh, going to support a enhanced uh, public transportation system uh, for the uh, citizens of the Big Island. Uh, and to make their life a little bit more affordable? Right. That's
1: it's clean emissions and, and really moving away to a more oven spoke according to the mass transit master uh, modal, modal plan, a multimodal master plan from August of uh, 2018. Right. We we're in the process of uh, implementing that, going to less scheduled fixed routes. But um, like having within a mile of the route, if you're within a mile of the route, you get uh, paratransit transportation to the route at no charge. Right. Those types of programs are what, what we're working on. Awesome. And, uh, Great.
0: So let's uh, carry on to the next slide. And uh, you know we're uh, making good time here. Ah, yes. So this looks familiar,
1: huh, man? So the hydrogen station, see, that's the chicken. Because they always say hydrogen is a chicken and egg thing. You you need the vehicle, but you also need the fuel. And the fuel is the chicken. And and so Mitch is going to be shipping within a few weeks the egg, the hydrogen bus. And so the fuel from its production station can get to the consumption point of the bus to the hydrogen transport trailer, and so wherever you produce hydrogen, the same infrastructure that moves propane. Every time you see a propane truck, it could be filled with hydrogen. It's a movement of gas with energy that has energy, and so since the county, uh, we have the the landfills is a potential chicken and we have our fleet in mass transit and tractor trailers as the egg, we, we have somewhat control over the mm-hmm. handles. And so this is kind of what I was talking about of the, the capability of hydrogen to be moved to the point of consumption. And so not all your, you know, you're not tied to, like with the battery electric infrastructure, you, you set it up and it's anchored there and all vehicles come to the the, the, where they can get fed, it's so like Costco gas station. right? everybody goes there, right? Exactly. So the uh, battery electric. That's you know what you end up doing is uh, all vehicles come to the charger, right?
0: So so this uh, the top show, uh, photograph uh, shows a dispenser that we have uh, installed at Nelha, but we have an identical dispenser and all the ancillary equipment uh, sitting in crates. And we're looking at, uh, not looking at, it, we're planning to install that at the Mass Transit Agency base yard in Hilo. And uh, we've already done a, a, a conceptual rendering of it. Now now the next step is to get the engineering drawings done so that we can, we still, even though we're working for the county, they still have to get permits, which was a surprise to me, So, which is really good. Hydrogen, it works for the big island,
1: partly because of the challenges of the island being big and with the topography. It's a zero emission solution to begin with. You can move the hydrogen to the point of consumption where it's needed. So you can have diversified production, you can have diversified distribution. And currently the numbers of, or capital um, standing up and advancing capital improvements to produce the hydrogen is numbers are coming out very cost competitive. And each day the fossil fuel goes higher, it becomes a greater savings to actually move toward hydrogen. All right.
0: next slide. We got to move it along a little bit now because we're about five minutes to go. Yeah,
1: so landfill, these are such, I talk about landfill is geothermal. Geothermal in the crazy vision, 20 years from now, it, geothermal could actually produce all the airline fuel necessary for, to operate all the airlines in the state. And it could be produced on this island through a carbon capture hydrogen technology. So, um, but we'll start with You know the one bus, and uh, we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, of course, there's other green sources: wind, solar, uh, Mm -hmm. inline hydro. We're looking at uh, any kind of infrastructure in 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 water, using the fall of the land to actually produce electricity that could run an electrolyzer that produces
0: hydrogen. Right. So let's go to the next slide, which is one of my favorite slides that you guys did. Yeah, so this is um, a hydrogen, if
1: you look at the, the lower left-hand side, you see other sources of energy. And these this will take a set of uh, new, it's a new set of technology with, with workforce development requirements and training and education. So the actual, Hydrogen itself, like I said, it can be stored and moved, so we could diversify where where the workforce is actually operating. The other thing I forgot to mention: hydrogen has an unlimited shelf life in storage, unlike batteries and unlike diesel. Diesel, you have to run and burn it after six months, or it'll go bad. All right. Same thing with propane. So, anyway, then so. in essence, what we're doing is transforming a lot of our mobility technology and with starting with the fuel and, and the equipment. And we'll need to develop a like a technical center or, or a, not necessarily one place, but uh, it'll become the way in which we develop workforce. It'll be higher paying jobs, more technical in nature, and it'll be, it can be diversified in location. So these are uh, next steps, DOE asked how they can help. And, you know, and we're, we're looking at funding sources in addition to uh, sustainability partners for the vehicles. But uh, if we can stand up emergency resiliency through fuel cell generators being diversified di- diversified in its locations at our community centers, and we have the hydrogen there to produce electricity. That would really make the uh, a, the hazard mitigation advance that and, and part in our community emergency facilities. And we look at you know our mobility, transportation, including airline, including marine, which everyone's afraid to talk about, but including marine, right, <laughs> and move forward, and it'll be produced in a green manner from the various sources.
0: Well, uh, there you go. I think we're at the end of our time, Riley. It's been really great of you to come and uh, give us the vision and how we're gonna accomplish it. So uh, you've done a really good job. And uh, the fact that Big Island, I was selected to present to the whole world, this concept is fabulous. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would like to think that this, uh positions the county well for some of this build uh, better um funding that's coming in infrastructure funding that's coming down the line because we're not we're not shovel ready we're actually shoveling and we have uh, real live projects and the county is has uh, got the right uh, uh, regulations and programs in place they've got uh, identified uh, our share of the money and we're basically ready to go. So we're ready for some of that DOE money because they're going to have a tough time spending that, getting all those billions of dollars out the door. And so uh, that, this is something uh, we have to go after. So, Riley, thanks so much. I'd like to sign a plug for Riley. He's the one that developed that whole uh, transportation services contracting uh, concept. So, uh, well done to you. So anyway, that's, uh, that's, uh, we're going to leave it there now. You've been watching Hawaii, the state of clean energy on Think Tech Hawaii. Um, today, we've been talking uh, about the County of Hawaii's hydrogen transformation vision and plan, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks. And thanks to our viewers for tuning in. I'm Mitch Ewan. Aloha.